Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. Episode 64, There's No Translation for My Soul, Finland, where Maria first saw snow. So last week, we shared Freddie's story. This week is another conversation from that magical time more than a year ago when Allison and I moved to Spain. Near the end of Freddie's time in Seville, we invited him and his girlfriend Maria over for dinner in the little apartment we hated, just off Calle Feria, where the processions of Semana Santa streamed by our window on the way to dawn on Good Friday. And I just rolled over and went back to sleep. One of my biggest regrets there. They're a cheerful couple, and now they live in France. Maria is the first translator I interviewed, and so I couldn't wait to ask about the process of moving meaning across the borders of language. A word spoken by chance might have strange consequences, according to Nalungiak. Yes, mi momento favorito. Cuando uh, cambiamos a inglés. <laughs> so let me say first, thank you for speaking English. But you are really good at speaking English, I guess. We we haven't heard you speak. Yeah, we never talked to you in English. <laughs> Only a few words, yeah. randomly. But how long have you studied English? Uh, as all as every Spanish person, mm-hmm. I've studied I've studied um, English since I'm in school, since I'm a, a little girl. Mm-hmm. So I started when I was eight, mm-hmm. and then I kept. Studying Spanish, until, um, sorry, English until we currently yeah. nowadays. I don't know. How do you study nowadays? Because um, I I'm doing I'm doing studies in translation mm-hmm. and interpreting. So I do English and German. Mm-hmm. So I translate from these two languages into Spanish. Mm-hmm. And that's how I I went deep with English mm-hmm. in university. Mm-hmm. Did you? You must have enjoyed studying in school when you were a girl. Yeah, yeah, but I realized I loved it when I started getting um, high grades, high marks, Mm -hmm. when I was 13, Mm -hmm. so I decided that I would do something related to languages. Mm -hmm. Back then, what did you imagine would happen in your life if you got really good at English? What, What did you picture? I pictured myself like being the best <laughs> at English, actually. <laughs> I wasn't me watching myself, uh, seeing myself like abroad, or it, that was too much, too yeah. far for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But later, yes, of yeah. course, I wanted to go to the countries where speak English is speaking. Yeah. Mm. Um, by the way, Freddie, you can jump in with any question. Uh, it's totally open. Okay. <laughs> But I always ask at the beginning of an interview, can you describe yourself? What What do you look like? <laughs> uh, for, it, for the audience, give them a picture. 
Is that like physically? Yeah. Um, I'm a girl. <laughs> um, <coughs> I consider myself as an adult, although I, I find trouble uh, with people <laughs> seeing me as an adult because I don't seem very <laughs> old. Um, I'm short as well. It uh, it complicates the thing even more. Um, People and, um, think you're younger than you are. Yes, exactly. How old are you? I'm 21, and people think that I'm 17 or 18. <gasps> really? That's funny. I thought you were 30 or 25, <laughs> not 21. I Thank that you. I mean, that's that's it for me. When yeah. we found out that you're a translator, I just assumed you know that you've had okay. much more experience. Yeah. Well, I've done mature. some from translation stuff, mm-hmm. but not like professionally. I'm I'm finishing my 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 studies right now. Mm-hmm. Two months left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So as I was saying, um, I'm brown hair. Mm-hmm. I have brown hair, mm-hmm. um, and I'm Spanish. And uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Good picture. <laughs> the hair is important. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, where are you from? Um, I'm from Spain, mm-hmm. um, and but I come from the south, from a place called Jerez de la Frontera, which is in the province of Cadiz, mm-hmm. which belongs to Andalusia, mm-hmm. the the autumn community mm-hmm. 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 in Spain. So, the south beaches, the sun, um, tapas, feria. Yeah. So, why did you choose translation other than just being really good at, at languages? What what do you into translation? That? Yeah. Um. I guess I just wanted to um to learn languages mm-hmm. and to speak them, and um, I knew from friends that if I study a philology, I would only I could only be and work as a teacher mm. and it really, I, don't, I don't really like it mm. so I said I asked to my English teacher back in the, at the moment and she um, advised me to, to go for the translation studies mm-hmm. and I said okay I will try and I'm, I'm liking it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it seems really difficult to translate it is you know this Things that you were talking about before, like, yeah, you you study some expression in that foreign language, and you cannot go to your to your your own expression. Right. I've done that. Like, I have that experience so much, so many times in my first year. Now they can't like quickly. Like, I just have to. I have you know like my own um, ways mm-hmm. of achieving it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like I. I picture myself like talking to my mom and like what would my mom say? And then the word comes to my mind. Interesting. Can you describe your mom? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> why 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 your mom? What do you mean? Because um, um I have a good relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Uh we we always talk about uh, talk about everything. And also because um my my teachers say me like um, if you cannot think about something or you cannot explain something, for
For example, when we have to um, understand a piece of paper written in English, and we have to say out loud as uh, as, as interpreter what it means. In mm. it's called inside translation. So it's like you read something and you interpret it at the moment. Uh, when you have trouble with it, they they tell us just think as if you are trying to explain it to your mom or to your grandma. How would you say it in Spanish? Because sometimes we talk very weirdly in Spanish. We, we are so influenced by languages and by English that we say the same thing, but in Spanish. So the same structure, the same words, and it's like, you don't talk like that. Have you, have you listened to yourself? <laughs> and it's, it's true, and when you think of a natural context of speaking, then, you, then it's easy. So picturing a family member like that, someone you're really close to, yeah. just clicks you into natural conversation? I guess they, they, they tell us this kind of advice because um, normally our family d- n- n- um, not much people in the same can speak English mm-hmm. so the normal thing is that um, it's you the only one who can speak it and the others can't yeah. so if you try to explain something to your mom, to your dad because they don't speak English, they only have you to understand something. So it's like, that's a perfect context for yeah. you, I guess. That's kind of beautiful. Mm. It's called inside translation? Yeah, well, it's... Um, the moment when you're translating a page is inside translation? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly um, done in business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's the main context that it is used. Is it stressful being a translator? Have you been in situations where you have to translate quickly and there's pressure on you? Well, um, first of all, I like to clarify that translation is like written text and interpreting is oral. Mm. So uh, interpreting yeah. is actually stressing. Mm-hmm. Is I've heard that is the second most stress, stressful job in the world. I have a problem with that because I get stressed very easily. Mm. And then in translating, it's just, you know, you and your computer and you administrate your time as you go. So you do both or you just do... Yeah, we learn both in our university degree. So we do the first three years, the first year, we study the theory of translation and we have a contact in a high level with languages with the languages we studied with. And then the second year we studied, we keep on studying languages, and we also um, study their culture, because it's important to know their culture in order to understand how they think and how they learn. Uh, for example, he Fred was talking to an um, American girl the other day. Mm-hmm. She was learning Spanish, and she wrote him, um, Cuando voy a verte, which in in English means literally, when am I seeing you? Mm. And he was like, wasn't that the the, the sentence? Um, Cuando te estoy viendo? Te estoy viendo? Was it? Yeah, am I seeing you? Like in a future context. And in Spanish it was, te estoy viendo? Like, am I looking at you? And he was like... (laughs) Maria, what is, she, what is she saying? I was like, think of an English mind. That's what she means. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> that's what we learned in school. <laughs> yeah. So. Like in the window, am I looking at you? Am I looking at you? Exactly. And then the third year, we translate, like, we really go do the thing. Mm. And then the fourth year, we interpret it. I imagine it's a really funny job sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Lots of humorous situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, if you are uh, an observer, you can see like how people can uh, get to speak in their native language, but very, very uh, weirdly. Yeah. are you listening to, your, to yourself what you are saying? <laughs> like, no Spanish people would understand you ever. <laughs> but we do, because <laughs> we, we need to train. Yeah, very so interesting. Uh, do you have any favorite mistakes or favorite false friends? I know false friend is uh, yeah. a word that looks the same, but is not actually. Yeah, like carpet, carpeta, and things like that. Wait, what is carpeta? Carpeta folder. Really? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you always learn new things. Um, actually, no. I have really bad experiences with these things because I tend to um, get less marks or to fail exams because I do false senses. Mm. So I change the original meaning of the text and I say a different thing. Maybe you know it only varies one preposition, but it changed the whole sense of the sentence, and it makes me fail. <laughs> so I don't like them. No good experiences. Do you have an example of a preposition that ruined a whole sentence? Um, not really. Sorry, because it was like two years ago. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But. So, is your desire to study translation connected to a desire to travel or see other cultures? Do you enjoy that kind of thing? What's your relationship to travel? Actually, the relationship is... I love communication. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very contradictory because I find myself as and non very talkative person sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like blah 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 and some other time like so quiet. Like what's wrong with you, Maria? <laughs> I think Fred can tell. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I love communication. I, I'm I'm always um analyzing how people communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a cultural perspective to a verbal body to how they because you know, we have uh, as we have a thing that is called um, idio, idio, idiomatics, I think. So, so, okay. uh, wait. <laughs> that was French. Um, so, idiolecto, mm. idiolects, mm-hmm. and it's the way each person speaks. Mm. So, some people that is violent, they tend to speak very violent, and they use a lot of insults and aggressive words. People that is more calm, they they tend to use a soft tone and talk very slowly and very calm mm-hmm. and even nice. So I am always analyzing that and I quite enjoy it, seeing that and yeah. I don't know, in speaking to other, because I love cultures. And yeah. it, the only way you can 
get in touch with our cultures is by languages, mm -hmm. I guess. Do you have to copy that style of speaking when, when you're translating for someone? Like if someone is speaking violently, <laughs> do you have to translate violently? We are told that yes, when, for example, in a, in a, in a meeting, business meeting, ah. if two companies are trying to get in to, to meet an agreement, mm -hmm. phrase that I learned recently, to meet an agreement, um, you have to to interpret it, interpret everything. So, for example, one of the parts says, "Yeah, I offer you this and this and this," and the other part says, "Vaya puta mierda!" It means like that's bullshit. Like <laughs> that's I don't know, I cannot I cannot even translate that. Like <laughs> shit, things like that. You have to say it mm, um, yeah. in a in a polite way, but say like. That's my client uh, <laughs> refuses your offer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, we need to to know all that. Mm -hmm. Oh, in in a conference, mm -hmm. if the if the speaker starts the speaking like calm, you have to go calm. But it it sometimes they go like very passionate, like President Obama or things like that. He's very passionate. You have to reproduce that. And you translate. So mm -hmm. are you a bit of an actor? Do you have to practice <laughs> 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 emotions? <laughs> Actually, we need to translate everything. So it's not just words. We have to translate the body language. We have to translate gestures. We have to translate um, the, the state of the person, like the condition they are in, and also the words. And the words are not translated word by word you can say never mind in two contexts you say the same phrase but it means i have to say different things in spanish so we you really need to pass everything and even the frustration the the, the energy everything so would you say translating has made you more attentive to other people more aware of exactly how people communicate yes mm. yes absolutely yeah so has that uh, impacted your travel at all? What, what kind of travel have you done? I might travel. Um, actually, it's, it's made me realize that I hate planes <laughs> <laughs> and boats. And I get dizzy in, by, when I go by cars. And um, everything related to transport, I hate. <laughs> However, I love going to many places and knowing it, but the process, mm. the way, I hate it so much. And yeah, lo I like traveling. But my traveling is fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have a story related to that? Do you have a moment that was terrible? Or yeah, I have one. Um, I always, I was always afraid of planes. And I was. We can relate. <laughs> you <Yeah>. too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So they keep crashing. And what and people say, no, but you know, um, cars accidents are more frequent no. than planes accidents. And like, yes, but I don't go by plane every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more rare for me, so no. it's normal that it gets scary. <clears throat> so I I had never done a. 
had a problem with uh, planes before but when I when was it? when I arrived when I came home from Bristol to Malaga it was a direct trajet way and um, we had to pass by Alicante and and all the all the, I had I was traveling alone because my the Spanish girl that I that I had to go with because normally when you do an Erasmus thing the thing that I did is like you know it is what it is and then like a scholarship mm-hmm. um, you go with someone mm-hmm. but she was with her boyfriend so it's like she didn't exist it's all by myself me and myself I had to travel <laughs> alone and because they choose different dates and so on. And so when I went home, I went home by myself mm. as well. And I it was the first time, but it was like, oh, Maria, you have to be brave, and you are gonna, yeah, yeah, you you can, Maria, you can. <laughs> I was like, okay. So at the beginning, it was perfect, halfway perfect as well. But then the last twenty minutes, things became to go a little bit wrong. And there was um the weather wasn't very good in Alicante, and because the pilot had has had. Well, he had to fly over there. The suddenly the plane started to like vibrate, and all the seats were like moving along. I was like, oh my god, this is the end. This is the end. And Rob started to to <laughs> go up from my from my eyes. I was like, is there something more pathetic pathetic than dying alone, <laughs> like in a plane alone? And as, and I. I thought about my brother, and I thought, oh my god, I'm never gonna see him again. <laughs> and um, so the pilot said, okay, um, we are we are um, crossing a temporal, uh, like uh, turbulence. Yeah, turbulence. When the weather is very bad and there is like trenos, like sto- like a storm. Mm. So we are going through a storm. We are gonna go back. And we are gonna be like doing this like rounds and rounds until the weather is better and we can go and I was like, Oh my gosh, okay, do so, do so <laughs> And he did and then we arrived and I was like, Mom <laughs> Why did I have to choose Bristol? <laughs> why not Barcelona? <laughs> yeah, that was it. I've never um taken a plane since then. Really? Oh, yeah. That was was that the only time? Ago. First time? No, no, no. Not I have taken four planes before. Mm-hmm. And the last one was like, oh, I could have gone last summer to France to see my my last my old roommate. I was like, you know, I have to study. I'm very busy. I was very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So, what was it like? Going to um, Bristol, was that your first time outside of Spain? No, no, no. My first time could be when I, in Finland. Because mm. before Erasmus, we have Convenius, which is again in Europe, but for um, high school <coughs> students. And because I was very participating and in, you know, in the program that we had in my high school. And um, I helped my teachers because I, I, I always, I have always loved English. Mm. So I, yeah, I can do this, and we will do this campaign, blah blah blah. And also I had 
high marks in high school. In high school, I had great marks, high marks, and um, they chose me as one of the many students, well, many, ten or so, mm -hmm. to go abroad, and I was chosen to go to Finland. I went with a friend, and I stayed there for a week in no. winter. No offense to Bristol, but Finland sounds more cool. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> more cool. <laughs> Tell us about Finland. Was that? <laughs> do you have any good stories from Finland? Um. Well, in when I was, I love the food. Food in Finland. We, we I know nothing about the food in Finland. Tell us about it. <laughs> okay, they drink warm wine as well because mm -hmm. I was in a in a period of time when it was very cold, like minus forty degrees or so. You know, it's pain, it's quite warm. So I was very used to this kind of weather. Mm. I went there and I was very prepared with my winter trousers, not on my. Nieve? Nieve? Snow. Snow? Snow suit? Snow suit, yeah, exactly. And I stay with a family and um, they feed me and feed me, fed me and fed me because they, they knew, they saw that I really liked their food <laughs> and they always made, made, gave, gave me the same things for breakfast because I really loved it and when I came to Spain they give me this black bread, very hot, made of seed and you put ham and cheese on it wow. and then you drink tea <laughs> yeah, and uh, I saw snow for the first time. <coughs> first time? I went to a, fin a Finnish school, you know, and I was very interested by that because um, Finnish school, uh, schools are known by excellence, by its excellence. I dream of teaching in Finland someday. You see? I, the way they treat teachers and the, the yeah. level of education. And I got to know how it was. It was like, it was the main point was not forcing students to do anything. Mm -hmm. Just like give options mm. and let you like be permissive. Mm. If you want to come in with a hat, do so. If you want to eat inside class, do so. I know that is weird for you because you drink in classes in, 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 in other states, but in Spain it's completely forbidden to mm. eat anything. Even water sometimes. Wow. You cannot even ask when you are in high school, you can even ask to go to the toilet. It's like very unpolite. <sighs> you are there, you study, and when it finishes you can go and eat or do to the bathroom. Wow. It's like that. So in Finland it was totally different. It was very... Um, like the teacher made the students participate a lot and uh, they talked about interesting things and I don't know, everything, everyone seems to be very smart mm. yeah, it was very interesting how did that impact you? and even, even the grandma in the family because they, they, they watch TV in English and the grandma could understand anything on TV in English no subtitles I was like, oh my god, my grandma sees that, and she's like, what, what, what is, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you playing me, girl? <laughs> never saying no one speaks English, and I was very amazed by that. And then the last day, we went to um, a sauna. No, no, no. Mm. The family had a sauna inside oh. the house. What? It was like a second bathroom. Wow. <laughs> 
And they have like mm-hmm. the, <laughs> you know, the the, sh- the place where you have a shower, and then mm-hmm. a little room, very very warm with the with the smoke, the mm-hmm. you know? steam. Yeah, the mm. steam, and it was like a real sauna. Oh my god, it was awesome. And then you have a shower because you obviously sweep inside. You have your shower, and then you leave. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> but the last day we went to a jacuzzi. In a hotel, and it was very funny because we did this um this route through mm-hmm. the the little swimming pools, like from cold water to warm water to very hot water, and and then it was optional. You could go upstairs, go outside in bikini, all wet. And go to the snow, like to the weather, minus 40 degrees. <laughs> and you jump on the snow and you get inside very, very quickly because obviously you can die if you do so for a very wow. long time. <laughs> I did it. And you did it. Me and one Finnish person that I remember I was like, yeah, it was awesome. What did that feel like? I mean, cold. <laughs> very cold. <laughs> I just have one more question, really quick. Uh, has there ever been uh, something in something that you couldn't translate in your translation work? Something that was untranslatable. Wow, <coughs> so many things. Um, wow, something not translatable. Miarma, mm. like very local stuff. For example, miarma. Is the um, civilian way to say my soul, mm. and they instead of say alma, they say arma. Mi arma is like mi arma ven aquí. Like if they call you instead of calling you guy, for example, hey you guy, come here. They say you mi arma ven. It's very weird, but there is no translation for that. Hmm. My soul, my soul. Thank you so much to Maria for her eloquence and for the effort she's put into bridging languages. I'm very curious to hear of her encounters with French the next time we meet. As always, I want to encourage you to consider lending to a small business on kiva.org. It's a really cool idea. In case you can't tell, we survived Machu Picchu last week in the company of some of the most enthusiastic adventurers we've met so far. You'll hear their stories very soon. Thanks for listening. My teacher say, says, always says, don't be very, very pan- punishmental. Like, don't punish yourself. Don't be alone. hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Because you... When you listen to yourself, um, analyze yourself, see the positive things, the negative, but don't punish you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just try to um, focus on, just try to um, get the, the mistakes mm-hmm. and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Just that.